and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I'd like to talk to you about something that has been on my mind a lot. I've learned it from my coaching training, which I'm a certified big leap coach. And I've been certified by the Hendricks Foundation, uh, Gay and Katie Hendricks. They've written a ton of books and they basically specialize in coaching and counseling for relationships and conscious living. So, man, when I learned this concept, it just was so profound for me. I didn't even understand it in the beginning, to be honest. (laughs) I was like, what exactly do they mean? And the concept is differentiating between content and context. So whenever we're talking about any situation, it's very easy for we humans to get caught up in the content of whatever we're talking about. The content is important, but first, let's think about the context in which we are having a discussion or we're trying something new in that world. So the the most poignant, really, example of this for me is in the weight loss industry. I call it the diet industry. There, The diet industry has created an, an entire context in which we have been trained to operate. And that context has us completely focused on the content to our detriment. So what do I mean by this? Well, if you're trying to lose weight and you're worried about how many calories you should eat or how much protein or fat or carbohydrates you should eat, should you do keto, should you do vegan, should you do Mediterranean, that's all content. Honestly, those are just details. That's funny coming from a nutritionist, right? Because that's what we study is the content of what people eat. But when you get so caught up in the content, it's sort of like you're getting so focused on the on the micromanagement of the details that you don't have time to put your head up and look around and see what's actually going on. And what's actually going on in the diet industry is they've created a an artificial context that has led us to believe that we are broken and we have to be fixed, that we are not perfect and lovable just as we are, when in fact we are. We are all lovable and perfect exactly as we are. And the diet industry has created this context where we think that that's not true, that there are somehow we get to hate our bodies not only we get to hate them, we need to hate our bodies. We have to hate our bodies in order to do a lot of the crap that they ask you to do in the diet industry, which is basically suffering and torture and deprivation. You know, we've, we've been convinced that that's the context within which we have to operate. But there's an entirely different context which we can operate in. And when you jump over to the context that I'm suggesting, the content becomes, you know, it just becomes looser, easier, not so micromanaged. It feels more flexible, more free. It really gives you a sense of freedom because the context that I'm suggesting is that you are perfect just as you are and you are worthy of love without changing a thing. You are worthy of love without changing a single thing about yourself. Now, imagine operating from that context. What would be your 
questions to yourself? Would your questions be, oh, well, you know, I'm, I got to get it right. So what should I eat that's, that's proper? What's the latest fad? Gluten is bad. I read that gluten is bad. I read that sugar is bad. I read that carbs are bad. I read that fat is bad. I read that protein is bad. (laughs) I read that fiber is bad. Believe me, it's all out there. And so you're operating from this fear-based context. It's all based in fear. Fear that you are not enough. Fear that you will not be loved. Fear that you will not be accepted into the tribe. And I talk about this, how... It actually feels like an existential crisis because in our culture, we've been led to believe as women that how we look determines our worthiness, our worth. So if we don't look a certain way and, and cultural, you know, there are different cultures in the United States, so there might be some variations on this, but if we don't look a certain way, then we're not worthy, which in our animalistic brains, deep inside of our brains, we kind of translate to I'm not going to be supported by the tribe. I'm not going to be accepted by the tribe. And if we're not accepted by the tribe, then that means death. Now, of course, consciously, we know this isn't true, but there's this inner kind of more mammalian, reptilian drive that we all have because as humans, we evolved relying on the tribe. Without the tribe, we would surely die. So when now in the year 2022, when my acceptance by the tribe is based on how I physically look, of course, it becomes very important for me to worry about my looks. And of course, there's this wonderful, tantalizing uh, group of, you know, companies and products and all of that stuff out there that are designed to speak to that fear that I have. And they've created a context where I need them. I need them. Without them, I will die. Without them, I am stuck being chubby and having big feet and looking sloppy (laughs) and having bad skin, whatever it is. (laughs) So the context draws me in because it's fear-based. And as humans, we kind of default to fear because our brains are constantly scanning for, for danger right? Because we need to survive. That's what the brain wants us to do is survive. So yeah, you know, there's this, this wonderful, there are these wonderful, um, you know, advertisements and products and, and social media posts and TV shows all out there brainwashing us to think that we have to enter this context, the diet paradigm that by definition, automatically we are wrong. We are not right. We need to be fixed. All of us. And I'm talking including the, the most beautiful, you know, Victoria's Secret model or fashion model or whatever model you, <laughs> you know, whatever the magazines tell us is the, the definition of beauty, that we, um, even those people are susceptible to this, right? And the best way to know that is think back to when you were 20 or 15 or 25 and you actually really, really were spectacularly gorgeous, right? Maybe you were thin, but either way, you had youth on your side, whether you were thin or not, and you had your life ahead of you, and you were absolutely beautiful, but you, were, you learned that you weren't, that even, even that, you know, those small little imperfections on your body were somehow wrong. 
And so we, you know, as little girls, we enter this paradigm, this context of fear, judgment, and we need to be fixed. So we're all, we're all steeped in this stew of girls have to look a certain way. And no matter how hard we try, we'll never get there. I look at my daughters, 16 and 20. I mean, come on. They have nothing to worry about about their physical bodies. <laughs> Everything's running smoothly. And yet they're looking at themselves in the mirror and evaluating themselves and judging themselves all the time. And believe me, I did everything I could to keep things very neutral when it comes to physical appearance and food and all of that stuff. I never talked about any of that stuff in front of my girls, but they internalize it from the outside world so much. And of course, I've internalized it, so I'm sure there have been some, you know, kind of under the radar signals that I've sent over the years. So the context is so important. And if we can just lift as a group, let's, let's all lift ourselves up and move over to a better context, a better paradigm, a better world where we come at it saying, you know what? And I mean this, if you're listening, you're probably going to think I'm nuts for saying this, but you know what? I absolutely am where I need to be. Everything that is happening is supposed to be happening. I am perfect exactly as I am right now. I am lovable exactly as I am right now. There is nothing that needs to be fixed. Nothing. And I am just going to accept and love and appreciate myself exactly as I am. And that sounds crazy. You know why it sounds crazy? Because we've all been conditioned to live in that other context. So the new context is kind of like getting used to, you know, a whole new wardrobe. So it's going to take you some time and it takes practice. So I don't expect myself or anybody to be perfect at that really unconditional self-love. That's the, that's the context that I'm inviting you to operate in, but it takes time. The way to do it is to every time you find yourself criticizing and judging your body or yourself, you catch yourself and you go, wait a minute, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. And you can really just start with that. Like Jill said, <laughs> Jill said, just because I have a microphone here, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm ordaining the lives of others, but I, I'm just, you know, I'm making a suggestion. Try it out. I feel that I made a mistake and it's okay. I'm going to accept that and I'm going to move on. I'm going to accept this and I'm going to move on. I'm going to look at my body and accept that there are things that I can't control about my body and I'm going to move on. And what happens is, so this is very different from intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is this whole industry that has risen up as a reactionary measure against the diet culture of self-hatred. And, and I love that about intuitive eating. However, what I want to invite you to do is take it one step further. I love myself. I am beautiful just as I am. And I have goals. I have dreams. I have aspirations. What is one small action step I can take to move in that direction? So you can see how when you're operating out of the context of unconditional self-love, radical self-acceptance, 
functioning from this knowledge and this confidence that you are worthy and you are loved no matter what, that opens up all of this space and possibility. And it, and it kind of frees you. It feels freeing. Now, from that context, look at what you're eating. Look at what time you're going to bed. How much rest are you giving your body? How much movement are you giving your body? What kind of nourishment are you giving your body? You're coming from a context of love. And that allows you to take action in a way that feels empowering. It feels strong. It feels fun. It feels free. It feels pleasurable. That's where I want you to, that's the context that I am going to invite you to operate from. And again, it takes time to get used to that because the old context is I suck. I'm not good at this. This is hard. I have to deprive myself. I'm not going to get it right. I need some guru to tell me what to eat. It's, I have to commit and then be, travel this straight path to perfection and a whole new life where I look wonderful and everybody loves me. That's, that's a dream. That's a dream. Actually, it's a nightmare. <laughs> When you come from this place of self-love, you feel this confidence and this openness, and you don't have to suffer at all, ever. Of course, saying that, part of self-love is that you get scared, and you screw up, and you lose motivation, and you hate this, and you don't want to think about it. But all of that happens, and just expect it to happen, and love yourself anyway. Fall off the wagon for a year and love yourself anyway. Make amazing food choices when you're on vacation and love yourself anyway. Be too tired to work out and love yourself anyway. Stay up late drinking with your buddies and be hungover the next day and love yourself anyway. Because what's going to happen is that love is going to build. And the more you do it, the more you want to care for your body. You forgive yourself more easily and you're, and you're more inclined to say, hey, how can I take care of this vessel, this one and only vessel that I have? So those, those instances of staying up late drinking or you know, not working out, they start to slowly diminish because you're not doing it because some fucking diet person told you to do it. You're doing it because you're in love with yourself. You're doing it because it feels good. And that's where the freedom comes from. So I'm going to invite you to enter that context with me. It's a journey. That's what this podcast is about, right? Is, is hey, let's all share our stories and try to have a little bit more fun and, and love ourselves on the journey. So I thank you for listening. This is a super important concept for me. So I took a little bit longer. I hope that it was meaningful for you. And I love talking about this stuff. So keep listening to the podcast, be a guest, send us your ideas of what you would like to hear and check out our blog, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog. Blog.